Hey, all right, let's get 2022 underway. Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. This is Bonfire Midweek and our third weekly edition. We're going to go Tuesday nights live, just like right now, throughout the rest of the season. Zach Schnitzer, what's going on, man? Buddy, I am uh, I am lit. Like, the kindling is dry, the, the <laughs> firewood is stacked, and we just need the, the spark from our good friend Darren Bombing to light this thing on fire, buddy. Nice. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So uh, let, let's get right into it. First things first, new ticker on the show, and uh, well, a bit of a new look to things, but uh, inviting everybody to hit up the live chat. Uh, you can also... Well, you know what? How about this? I'm going to flip us over. I was going to do this tonight. I can go hit the hotline. 204-816-TIPS, 816-8477. Call, leave a voicemail, text. Uh, if you got a question or a comment, we'll, we'll hit you up uh, on the show. David, Gregory, Sandy, they're in the live chat. What's going on? Uh, great to have everybody here on Bonfire Sports. Lots to get to on the program today. So let's quickly run it down, Zach. Um, I want to mention a couple things. Uh, so in the description right now, uh, on YouTube and on Facebook, you'll find uh, a link to our fantasy football league for the CFL in 2022. It's the Bonfire Do or Die. We've got prizes, Weekly show shout-outs, uh, tons of fun, bragging rights on the line for everybody. Can you take the schnitz down? Can you take me down? Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing everybody um, getting it going uh, for the new season. We're going to talk about the CFL on TSN Top 50 list. Uh, Gregory is already in the live chat mentioning that Nick Dembski cracked the Top 50 list at number 48. I have been honored, Zach, to vote in the CFL top 50 players uh, list again this year and uh, have, have for the last number of years. Our ballots are 40 players, and then they compile all of those and uh, make up the top 50 list. My list is a little bit different. Uh, it may tick some people off, but that's okay. That's why I vote. It's to, to spark the conversation uh, and get it going. We're going to get through... Zach, the entire Blue Bombers roster. I'm sure everybody out there is uh, on bonfiresports.ca. You downloaded your handy-dandy bonfire way too early depth chart. Well, now it's just on in time uh, for the 2022 season. Um, and uh, you and I are going to kind of spin around the CFL, give our prognostications uh, for who and, and how we see the East and West Division shaking out. Can the Bombers three-peat? Who's going to give them their best run for their money? Uh, and then finally, we've got a special guest, and I'll let you speak to that. Well, Darren, let me just say the the Blue Bombers are going to for back to back to back, and that's exciting. But something that's even maybe more exciting for me right now is we have a Bonfire Midweek exclusive, my friend. Oh, We have a teaser, our very first guest, the mayor of Section 141, and I would say one of the most famous Blue Bomber super fans around, the one and only Bomber Reaper is joining us nice. to give a teaser Good. of Bomber Reaper 2.0, Darren. And we have no idea what this is going to be. It, he could go either way. He could have a vicious skull mask. He could... 
He could have, I don't know, he could turn into a butterfly. He's a beautiful man. We don't know. The big reveal is going to, of course, be <laughs> Friday, Darren. But yes. listen, how jacked are we? Like, it's the it's the regular season now. No more, no more faking around and just pretending and shooting blanks. We're, we're, this is live bullets, buddy. Yes. Three live days. bullets. Live bullets, days, indeed. That banner I is going to come down. Yeah, we, we can talk a little bit about that as well. The Blue Bombers uh, putting up their 12th Grey Cup Championship banner uh, for the fans uh, and what they have inside the facility, what they put in the stadium. Of course, we know there's the Ring of Honor. We're going to get a new Ring of Honor inductee uh, this year as well. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I love everybody in the live chat. We're going to get into all of this. Jackson Jeffcoat, Kyle Borsa, released the Blue Bombers uh, draft pick from 2021 uh, out of the University of Regina. Uh, he looked pretty good in the preseason, but no longer on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll talk about those decisions, the options given to players for practice roster spots, and it ultimately coming down uh, to them. Um, well, this is great. Like People are already talking about like who's on the CFL top 50 players list. We're going to get into that uh, as well. But Zach, let's get started with... Boom, the depth chart. Let's get it going and uh, kind of scan through the Blue Bombers' final roster. They've set their practice roster. They've suspended a couple players. They've cut uh, a lot of players. And we even got some clarity on, um, you know, uh, one of those players that was actually cut from the suspended list. That was towering receiver Carlton Agadosi. Uh, no indication exactly what happened there, but either way... Um, there there's uh sorry i would just <laughs> i'm getting distracted by the live chat too zach i know you were saying you were uh last time Buddy, as well, I'm, but totally get, I'm buttoned up today look at you yeah you are <laughs> it's good though maybe okay you 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 keep an eye on that uh you know david's asking about rumblings on a tribute to lapo i'm not sure uh that's gonna happen you know darvin adams coming back to town too where do you want to start uh on the blue bombers depth chart you know somebody mentioned kyle borsa uh, yeah. I've got a great two-on-one interview. I spoke today to Johnny Augustine and Brady Oliveira together and had them like describe each other. We had a ton of fun. It was honestly one of the, uh, the, the best interviews I I've done in, in a heck of a long time. So maybe we'll start from the back end of the blue bombers offense, work our way through, uh, the defense. We'll get into who's starting at safety with Brandon Alexander, likely to start the season, uh, on the injured list. Uh, some surprises at linebacker, the offensive line receiver. So uh, let's get into it with running back. It will be Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine, Mike Miller, uh, has been a little bit banged up um, throughout training camp. I think he should be good to go. Um, you know, he's got a smile on his face with face at practice, Zach, which tells me that he's probably going to be good to go uh, for Friday night. But um, smile, Darren, a killer Mike Miller smile. The killer Mike Miller, a killer with a smile. You never want to mess with someone like that. You, you've got to have a screw loose like Mike Miller does to to be so good uh, on defense. And that's no disparaging comment. I think that's the the term he likes to use too. Uh, you got to have a screw loose to, to be effective on, on special teams. Do you like the idea the Bombers are going one-two punch? Yeah. Thunder and lightning was the term Brady Oliveira used when I talked to him today. He used the thunder and lightning bringing he did. sellers. And Everybody out there, we hang tight. Bonfire Sports, we're, we're going to have that 
uh, uh, two-on-one interview with uh, Oliveira and Augustine in a Brilliant. second. But yeah, well, we'll, we'll get it up soon. It's, it's 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 an interesting question. I'm I'm of two minds on that, Darren. One is that's great because it keeps them fresh, and the defense hard to know what's coming at you, right? So, especially if you have a two-back set, like that's super fun. My concern with it, and you may maybe you can speak to this and people in the chat is. Is, do you lose something when you have a running back that isn't getting touch after touch after touch? Is he not getting into the game? Does he lose momentum? That's what I'm wondering. That's my, my only concern. Otherwise, I absolutely love it. Okay. You know, I, I think it's going to be very advantageous to the Blue Bombers to use two running backs. Uh you know, I don't want to give too much away of what they they shared with me, but there, there's some advantages there. So so Keep an eye out for that video coming uh, to Bonfire Sports soon with uh, Brady and Johnny. Um, we know Zach Kolaris is the Blue Bombers starting quarterback. No doubt about that. The reigning CFL MOP and who I, here's a teaser, had very high in my top 50 list. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and by all indications, I didn't know this either. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad at Naylor right now. Dave Naylor, a little bit yeah. mad because he didn't tell me that this list was coming out tonight. He told me it was coming out on Thursday, but it seems like people are, are watching it uh, right now. So I'm going to get on nails after this program, Zach. Uh, maybe we'll oh, have yeah, to get him on. Us, buddy. I, yeah, I've... well, no, we'll, we'll get him on the show and, and maybe we can, you know, confront him face-to-face -face virtually uh, about this. Uh, Dakota Prukup, the number two, the bigger body, he's going to be the number two back and the short yardage uh, quarterback, Drew Brown, the third stringer. It sounds like the Bombers will dress three quarterbacks this year. Uh, how do you like uh, the Blue Bombers quarterback stable, say compared to last season when it was a lot of inexperience behind Zach Kolaris? I think it's I think it's much better. I'm much happier with that stable of quarterbacks going in, first of all. You know, we'd only seen Zach Kolaris on that four-game magical run, Darren. People mm. don't forget. People were very concerned about his injury history, right? And and now you have him coming in behind that wall of an O line. <laughs> what shirt does he want? My oh, he, he, want he wants my... a he, he wants a game day Winnipeg shirt. I oh. told him I gotta like get two larges and then like slice them up and sew them together to to get a triple XL for the big man. But I, I'm working was, on it. I'm working on it, Chris. I'm working on it. Yeah, you gotta like stitch a couple together but I, I was kind of excited about people noticing my endor forest charity walk with the the good old atst walkers but walby if i could find a extra extra large of this I'll, I'll get one to you buddy i can't even believe i'm on the same like planet as you right now but anyway we'll, we'll get well, to that we got we got hall of famers in the live chat so you know uh bonfire midweek we're here hey do you, do you guys you guys like the new logo oh the it's led Dar darren how long did you spend on that buddy that's once I got, you know, once I got clarity on like what I could use in the logo and what I couldn't, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, I, uh, it didn't take too, too long. I want to actually, I want yeah, that buddy. And I want that on a hat. I want that all over. Listen, the, the people <laughs> were concerned about Kolaris, Darren. Remember that they thought, okay, he had the four game magical run, but he's still got that injury history. People weren't picking the bombers to repeat because of that and now you have i think the confidence in him that he's going to last a whole season he didn't mm -hmm. even have a preseason last year he didn't have one this year but he doesn't need it and so you've got kalaris who's the reigning mop reigning mvp you've got prukop who has experience 
We may not have liked his first preseason game, but the jump to the second, what matters is he improved. He's got he's got five years under his belt. He can throw the ball. He, he's better at running the ball. I would take him over Maguire in a second. No, no shade at uh, Maguire. And then you've got Brown, who, sh- who shocked people, quite frankly. And yeah. so listen, if Brown had to step in, you know, I, I'd be concerned. Don't get me wrong, but but I'd be like, okay, I could see him doing some things in this offense. So I, I'm extremely happy. Behind Montreal, who has the Vernon Adams and Trevor Harris connection, we're pretty good. Agreed. I, I think the Blue Bombers quarterback stable, of course, it helps when you got the MOP under center for snap number one. Uh, oh, yeah. But this this is the best the Blue Bombers uh, quarterback stable has been for a long time. They, they got Buck Pierce as an OC. Uh, I expect big things from uh, this quarterback group. Uh, you know, Dakota Prukup might end up being like Sean McGuire was, like Chris Streveler was, a bit of a fantasy football touchdown vulture uh again so um but but you know drew's got some drew brown's got some nice developmental skills uh you know and and, and skills to de- continue to develop i like dakota prukop uh his experience sixth season in the cfl uh, and his physical tools i think they're going to be just fine there following the departure zach of kenny lawler the big ticket free agent to the edmonton elks uh, and Darvin Adams, who the Blue Bombers chose not to re-sign. He then went to Ottawa, signed with Paul Police, a familiar system for him. Uh, he'll be in town Friday night. He'll be coming in Thursday. Um, right about when Chris Walby and I will go live at 3 o'clock for game day Winnipeg. So I won't be able to get down there. Uh, here's another teaser, Zach. Might get Lapo on the show next week. What? Well, I don't know about this show, but we're going to get him on Bonfire Sports. There's Even a, a, a little... Red Blacks get their butts kicked. He'll come on the show. Well, I'm 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 working on it. I think that, it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Fred, that is lit. That would be amazing. So for 2021, Rashid Bailey moves from slot back to the X receiver spot. That's where Kenny Lawler played last year for the technically inclined the boundary receiver spot. It's the most targeted spot on the field. It's a big year for Rashid Bailey, bigger role for him in the offense and an opportunity, obviously, that comes with that. Um, Then there's, of course, Nick Dembski. He cracked the CFL uh, on TSN top 50 players list. We'll get to that in a second. Drew Wolitarski, the other Canadian, he'll be pushed by Brendan O'Leary-Orange. It looks to be Dembski and Wolitarski starting with Bailey uh, for week one. And then that's the two spots vacated. And it's Greg Ellingson, an excellent, superb receiver, veteran, and perennial thousand-yard man in the CFL. Time with Ottawa, time with Edmonton, one season last year. Uh, I love that piece Kyle Walters added to the receiving core this year. I expect big things from Greg Ellingson this year. I actually read it this week. There's a lot of online sports books, and you can see some of the the, the numbers from Sports Interaction uh, on this week's first slate of games. Um there's actually a props bet where you can bet either Ellingson or Kenny Lawler to have more receiving yards this year. And Greg Ellingson has better odds to finish ahead of Kenny Lawler, which is interesting. Uh, but but I'll cap that by saying a rookie, Dalton Schoen, uh, a yeah. walk-on at Kansas State. Well, he's now walked through the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' front door with a training camp tryout and opportunity. And here he is. Uh, he looks to start uh, at slotback uh, in week one. 
I I'm I'm actually shocked. Like if you would have told me Shone would have made the starting roster over Agadosi and Blake Jackson, yeah, Lucky Jackson, uh, Wap Fillier, uh, you had Tavares Harrison, I believe, who made a touchdown catch. Yeah, he's on the team. He's on the team, but but yep. Shone is starting. Not only is he starting, Darren, he's starting in the boundary. If we can still use those terms. And that's a that's an interesting thing for me. So the boundary slot back is going to be targeted, I imagine. Quite yeah, a bit. like they're they're going to move guys around. So if you you right. go to bonfiresports.ca and and you you get to the news section, can we get that in focus? Oh, look at that. First of all, Maroons Road Apparel. Check them out. MaroonsRoadApparel.com. More on that in a second. Uh, but go to the news section on bonfiresports.ca. There's a custom schedule up there where you can like fill out. Uh, the scores throughout the season. Ooh, look. Text me and see if you can tell me who is in the back of that picture wearing the Grey Cup champions hat. Uh, I digress, though. Um, and and on, on the depth chart, you, you'll see those receivers in those spots in Wolitarski, Ellingson, Dembski, Schoen, and Bailey. They're going to move around a lot. So uh, not a lot uh, can be gleaned from saying, oh, this guy is here. They're going to move a lot during the game. But please go okay. ahead. But 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 I mean the the re- receiving core looks deadly. Rasheed Bailey, I have never seen a receiver be able to pull a ball off the turf like this guy. The catches he's made, he he made one in Saskatchewan. The the body control, you know, Kenny Lawler had amazing body control. He could contort yep. his body at those big mitts. But I expect as well Rasheed Bailey to be cracking a thousand yards at the very least. With wow. that, come on, yeah. Well, it's expected, you know, him and Ellingson, I expect to be uh, the biggest producers in this offense. I'm not putting anything past the Canadian army knife, Nick Dembski. He's not Swiss, he's Canadian. Uh, But just the the different ways that he's used um, uh, in this offense. I think if Rashid Bailey grows and and continues to like kind of capture attention of opposing defenses, Zach, and we know Greg Ellingson will just being Greg Ellingson and the big body that he is. Uh, I think Nick Dembski is going to be the guy used in the run game and the jet sweeps and, and the underneath and all of that. He's also going to be able to get vertical. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I've seen a real, you know, Michael Shea's talked about this uh, throughout camp and, and even last season. There's like a rededication by the man, Nick Dembski, to elevate himself at this phase of his career. Um, no more Andrew Harris, first son of Winnipeg and, and uh, you know, hero on the Blue Bombers offense anymore. It's now Nick Dembski. He's That's the one great. carrying that Canadian skill position player torch uh, with the Blue Bombers and with Winnipeg. Now, Brady Oliveira is kind of that new, um, you know, local Winnipeg product and, and star on the offense. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking Nick Dembski combined with Greg Ellingson and Rashid Bailey and all those other complimentary pieces. Um, it's going to be like a one, two, three punch off the arm of Zach Kolaris in 22. Oh, it's, I, I, as I've said before, Darren, I think the offense is the least of our concern. You, it, my question is, is how good of a blocker is shown going to be? And you saw him throw a great mm-hmm. block in the second preseason game in Regina. Right. Glad and you mentioned that. The loss of a guy like Darvin Adams, because it's not just catching the ball everybody's involved in this offense and mm-hmm. and buck pierce is an acolyte of lapalise it can be intricate yeah right yep. so 
you have to have shown stepping in for Darvid Adams to block. We know Ellingson can block. We know Bailey is extremely physical. And of course, we know what Dembski and Wolitarski can do. So that's what I'm going to be looking for is what are those little details that we often miss? Because sometimes a play doesn't happen because someone misses a block. Zach Kolaris is under pressure all of a sudden. You've got a you've got a blitzing linebacker in his face, you know. So let's see what Shone can do when you look at some of those intricate details. And and as we know, if those things all fall into place, this offense will cook, and the continuity is there, Darren. And I think again, you have a team like last year where continuity is absolutely massive and you can pile up some wins in the beginning of the season when other teams are kind of figuring it out. Boy, oh boy, am I excited to watch. Like the offense is something I'm just, I just want to see it click. I remember last year, that home opener, buddy, they scored 19 points. I expect them to score over 25 at least on Friday. Okay. Well, you're, you're going to see in the ticker below here, we got uh, the lines uh, as of, I'm not sure if they moved today, but that's as of last. Love that uh, ticker, Darren. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And, and uh, you know, keeps keeps everyone updated on, on what's cooking. But as far as the game matchups and all those numbers from sportsinteraction.com, um, the over-under is pretty even across the board. So if you expect the Blue Bombers to score 25 points, you're probably expecting uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks to score 22 because it's 47 and a half is the over under. So that's just a three point win for a nine point Blue Bombers favorite. Maybe maybe I'm misreading you, Zach. You said over 25 points, so maybe they score 30, um, and it, it's a 30 17 uh, Blue Bombers win on Friday night. Uh, we'll remind everybody the legendary Chris Walby. He's not just in the live chat tonight. He's also live on your screen Thursday afternoon. We're going to try something with Hustler and Remus and Winnipeg Sports Talk. We're going to kind of try to do a, a, what do they call it? It's like a a YouTube handoff or, or something like that. I wrote it down somewhere. This is technology we're still kind of learning. But at the end of his show, Walby and I are going to take over. Uh, if you miss us live on Thursday afternoon, you can watch it uh, on all of our channels, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, and then uh, it'll be available very soon after, like this show, on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Uh, I'm with Sandy. This season is going to be amazing. We're starting on time. We've got a full 21-week schedule, 18 games and three bye weeks for all nine CFL teams. And Zach, you mentioned continuity. That's where I want to go next. The offensive line is an area the Blue Bombers have had a lot of continuity for a long time, longer than the defensive line with Willie Jefferson and the and the uh, the the backfield, um, you know, with with Winston Rose and Brandon Alexander, or uh, the receiving core with with Dembski and Wolitarski. This offensive line is coming back again with four of five starters returning. And then the guy who looks to start on Friday night in the left guard spot vacated by Drew Desjardins. He's with the New England Patriots in the NFL. And huge congrats to him on uh, uh, elevating himself uh, to that league. Uh, and that paycheck, I'm sure, uh, you know, he and his family are, are happy and he can take care of them for a long time with that. Uh, but the man who's going to slot in, he won the job in training camp, Zach. And no real surprise with Liam Dobson, the 2022 or pardon me, 2021 uh, first round pick for the Blue Bombers. Um, he's new. 
and he's only been here for a week or two. So it will be Jeff Gray starting at left guard. You got four returning starters and then a guy who's been here for a, a few years already. Jeff Gray, confident, playing good football. Uh, I think somebody mentioned to me, uh, it was Zach Kolaris. Another interview I got coming up uh, on Bonfire Sports very soon, a one-on-one I had uh, with the Blue Bombers quarterback. Um, but Jeff Gray, in the words of Zach Kolaris, a great football player. Um, he's going to start at left guard. Do you like the O-line? It's hard not. Well, I do. I love the O-line. I mean, that entire O-line should have been a, CFP, a CFLPA all-star team, right? I think Hardrick just missed out on it, probably because they didn't want to give the whole O-line. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen, they're going to be fine. And if Kolaris says Jeff Gray is good to go, he's good to go. The, the thing I wonder is, is Pat Newfeld. What is his health, Darren? Because there were some concerns going in. Right. We, we can talk a little bit about injuries now because we've kind of gone through the offense. Uh, so Pat Newfeld, um, you know, I spoke to him uh, late last week, I believe it was. Um, he smiles. He's happy. He uh, and, and has been practicing for the last week or so. Uh, he's good to go. You know, uh, so often people say, Pat Newfeld can't stay healthy. Hogwash. Like, Every player in the CFL goes stretches of time where they can't play. And I know 2019 was tough on Pat Newfeld because, uh, you know, training camp and, and a good chunk of the beginning of the season, he wasn't healthy enough to go. But this is a guy who is consistent, reliable, and plays at an all-star level. I felt in 2021, uh, Pat Newfeld finally got his due. I've been voting him a CFL division and sometimes even league all-star for a number of years, uh, and he gets overlooked kind of again and again. And I understand that. We are going to get to this in the, the top 50 ballot soon. Um, some offensive linemen jumping out uh, across the league. Uh, Newfeld deserves to be in that conversation, can play tackle. Um, but so often, because you got Jamarcus Hardrick and and Stanley Bryant, another you know, two guys that uh, uh, Zach Kolaris mentioned uh, in our conversation uh, yesterday. Um, Newfeld gets overlooked. So he's good to go. That starting five with uh, CFLPA all-star Michael Couture at center um, with the rest. Uh, you, you talk about Kolaris and a talented receiving core and a thunder and lightning uh, one-two punch in the run game. It all starts with these five guys up front dictating the physicality and the tone uh, and and all of that at the line of scrimmage. I know Walby's happy I, I mentioned that. Well, and I have heard, and maybe it was Walby who said it, Darren. Mm -hmm. O-line, aside from your quarterback, is the most important position in football as a group. If you don't have a good O-line, you're nothing. This, this team, head and shoulders, you may disagree uh, that they're head and shoulders above the rest of the league but they come in with the far superior O-line to the rest of the CFL. Sure. And you've got, and don't forget, you've got Buck Pierce, second year he's had a whole off season to throw some things in the stew and see what pops, see, see what aromas come out, see what he likes. He's got that two quarterback system that he can use with Prukop. I mean, he must be absolutely gleeful, Darren. And uh, I don't know how this Ottawa defense looks. They they kind of held. We'll get into the matchups later, but I I just think uh, I'm going to say they're going to score uh, up to 30. I, I really do. I really I really am excited about this offense going into the season. 
And uh, the new guys, I, I, I'm excited to see show. I'm excited to see the step Jeff Gray takes, right? I, I'm excited to see Ellingson. My goodness, yeah. he's, he's, he's so consistent. We talked last time, Darren, even with nobody throwing him the ball, he still had a decent year with the Edmonton Elks, who were, sorry, but they were complete garbage last year. Yeah, absolutely. They were. 672 yards? Yeah. He's projected to over 1,000 with that team. That's like Milt Stiegel being thrown the ball, uh, you know, by a collection of uh, Sammy Garza and TJ Rubley. Like, you know, I, I, I'm expecting as long as he's healthy. And now he was, he seemed like he wasn't practicing a whole lot, but did, does he look good? Kolaris? No, I'm talking What's about that? Ellenson. Does he look oh, good? Oh, sorry. Pardon me. Um, <laughs> you, you, you said Sammy Garza, and I just had quarterback on the brain. Um, Slinging Sammy. Great. Maybe. Yeah, Greg Ellingson uh, missed a stretch of camp. I think about eleven days, kind of right in the middle there, and and you know didn't play in the in the preseason. Uh, he was then working on his own uh, during practice. You know, getting his lungs back up, running lots, doing you know kind of aerobic drills, that sort of thing. Uh, he has been back with the first team offense on day one and on day two. He'll be there tomorrow on Wednesday for day three. Um, he's all fine and 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 good to go. Uh, I think Blue Bomber fans, I'll just leave it on this note, Zach. I think Bomber fans are going to fall in love with Greg Ellingson. I really, really do. Um, okay, let's talk about the defense. Uh, do want to remind everybody, get into uh, the live chat, text us or call us on the hotline, 816-TIPS, 204 816 8477. Um, and also join our CFL Fantasy Football League. It's free. We're going to give you, like, you can win some prizes, like, through the CFL and, and TSN putting uh, that Fantasy Football League on. And you can kind of join different leagues and all that sort of thing. You still just set your one roster. Uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it, talking about it every week here on Bonfire Midweek. Um, and uh, we've got some prizes too to give away to, uh, you know, some of the people that uh, really pop off the page uh, in the description on Facebook, on YouTube uh, for this video. You can find the link to our Bonfire Do or Die Fantasy Football League. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about the CFL on TSN top 50 players list just revealed tonight. Um, and my ballot that has some debatable things that people may or may not like. Uh, let's move to the defense, though, when it comes to the Blue Bombers uh, starting group here uh, ahead of Friday night. We'll start on the defensive line, and we know, similar to offense, they got the bookends uh, in, in Stanley and Jamarcus, the Jeffs, Jackson Jeffcoat and, and Willie Jefferson, the bookends uh, on this Blue Bombers defensive line. Uh, Jake Thomas, Casey Sales, Ricky Walker, uh, all back. On the interior of that defensive line, Jake Thomas, the Canadian, looking to start there. He'll be backed up by a free agent addition, Cam Lawson, uh, a draft pick of the Montreal Alouettes a couple years ago. Cedric Wilcots is one of these young guys that I think uh, the Blue Bombers have taken a real shine to. He's elevated his game quite well. Him and LB Mack are the newcomers at defensive end. Wilcots, number 93. LB Mack, uh, number 52. Uh I, I think Wilcots is like that third man in after Jefferson and after Jeffcoat. It, it's Wilcots today and yesterday at practice as, as Jackson Jeffcoat has been limited or a non-participant through the first two days uh, of practice, Zach. Um, still question marks 
question marks of, of what, um, you know, what we might see from, uh, or, or whether we're going to see Jackson Jeffcoat on right. Friday night. Okay. So that, that's what I was going to ask. You know, you're there, Darren. I, I wish I could be there. Some of us have to work another day job for God's sakes, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you threw a wicked pun there with Wilcott's and the shine. Cause this is, isn't this the dentist? No, we'll get to that in a second. Clemens. Yes. Oh, I got them confused. That's okay. Maybe Wilcott's aspires to be a dentist. We don't know. Well, you'll have to interview and ask him. Uh, the, the, I mean, the D-line. I mean, Jeff Coat, hopefully he plays. What I'm actually looking at is two people. Casey Sales, I see him making a jump. You look at how the offensive line has to double-team the Jeffs. You can't yeah. double-team both of them, but... <laughs> Can you imagine being an office, offensive lineman, especially on the tackle position, facing the Jeffs, and then they get the big matchups, and then and then a guy like Casey Sales who had five sacks last year, Darren, and yeah. you said it, he succeeded in the CFL. Didn't he succeed in the XFL? You said so. Yes. I look at him. Uh, you know, you take you take away those double teams, you get you get a guy who can run up the middle, and you collapse that pocket on a quarterback. They have nowhere to go. You have a guy like Bo Levi Mitchell and Cody Fajardo who like to step up in the pocket. It's lights out if sales plays well. And the other guy, LB Mack, I'm interested to see what he's got. I know maybe he's uh, more of a rotational guy at this point. He's undersized, but he's his heart is oversized. If you read the Taylor Allen article, just a great article by by Taylor yes. Allen. Uh, this guy has uh, has a real story, a heartwarming story, and undersized. But isn't that the story of the Bombers? You look at guys like Adam Big Hill, just the heart of a lion. And those are the guys, those LB Mac guys that we've never heard of, that when they have some success on the field, boy, oh, boy, because, you you know, Richie Hall loves to rotate guys in. He's got to keep them fresh, give them different looks. I love some LB Mac. I'm looking at him. He's kind of a, he's kind of a, a little bit of a pet project, I think, for the Bombers, and I want to see him succeed for sure. Yeah, I, I do like that story. Taylor Allen, uh, phenomenal. Uh, he wrote phenomenally on LB Mac uh, in the Winnipeg Free Press. Cedric Wilcots, I, I think, um, is is the next guy when it you comes to so, the right? defensive linemen. I do. I, I think the Blue Bombers really like him. Let's remember, he was cut in training camp in 2021. Uh, he came back for 22 and made the team. And now he's, uh, you know, amongst the upper echelon of, of those reserves behind uh, the all-stars and some of the best players in the league in, in Jefferson uh, and Jeff Coat. Um, he also followed Bonfire Sports on Instagram recently, oh, did that. Cedric Wilcots. You can too. Bonfire.sports on Instagram. Our story right now is loaded with great stuff from Buck Pierce, Richie Hall, Mike O'Shea. Um, got more stuff coming to uh, to the social media. Let's move to the linebacking area. And, and here's the thing, Zach. You're going to see depth charts, and you're going to see middle linebacker and weak side linebacker, and then strong side linebacker or the dime. It's not a linebacker. It's not a linebacker spot, so we're not going to talk about it with the linebackers. We've got middle linebacker and weak side linebacker. We'll start with Adam Big Hill, reigning CFL most outstanding defensive player. Looks as good this year as Ooh. ever. Um, and and again, you talked about the huge lion heart of the defense. No doubt he is on and off the field. You got the color of, of Willie Jefferson, but you got like the, uh, I don't know, that that inherent leadership lead by example quiet guy 
maybe not super quiet, but uh, just more quiet and reserved than, say, a Willie Jefferson, as most people are. Um, <laughs> but uh, Big Hill leading the way in the middle. Kyrie Wilson back again, and he, you know, was a little bit nicked up through camp. He looks good to go for Friday night. Jesse Briggs, the Canadian, one of the guys that's kind of like almost like a player coach on special teams. He arrived to camp late as him and his partner had a baby back home in Ontario, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, global second year Les Maruo uh, out of Japan. He's back again. He's proven to be a very uh, versatile player for the Blue Bombers, especially on special teams. One of my favorites at linebacker for the Bombers, Tanner Cadwallader, entering his second year with Winnipeg. Plays with a real uh, chip on his shoulder and kind of grit level to him. Uh, real uh, heart and soul, meat and potatoes football player, number 47, uh, with some sleeves. And I'm talking about the ink, not the, the material. Um, keep out a lookout for 47 on specials uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. In the middle, Shane Goche. Again, we nobody needs to be reintroduced to Shane Goche and how good a football player he is uh, and on special teams as well. He's been getting work, Zach, with the Blue Bombers in different packages like he did last season uh, for defensive snaps. So 44, Goche is, is another uh, yeah. good Canadian uh, story there. But it's here's the dentist, Malik Clements. He switched, <laughs> he switched to number zero, uh, played seven games for the Edmonton Elks last season. He is the young player in the linebacking core that I think, similar to Wilcox on the D-line, Malik Clements, uh, they're expecting big things from him. He could be that starting uh, number one linebacker of the future here in Winnipeg. Um, oh. That That's how, how good I think he can be. Switch to number zero. I wondered immediately, is that because he's an aspiring dentist? Great story by Judy Owen, uh, who covers the Blue Bombers for the Canadian press. Uh, she wrote it for Clements' hometown paper down nice. in Virginia. Uh, the Cardinal, uh, I believe it's called, but Malik Clements wearing number zero for look, ma, no cavities. I love it. <laughs> and, and you know, the headline, Darren, if he makes a big play and, and they win the game, it's like Clements has teeth or Ooh. Clements has bite. There you go. The defense has teeth led by Clements. Who's got yeah. good bite. I like that. He's going to chomp the opposing offense, but yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that linebacking core. The big thing, well, you know, I can't help but get into DBs. I mean, we know Big Hill. I mean, I think most fans, you know, when when I was growing up, Darren, when the Bombers were on defense, I didn't enjoy it. I was nervous. I'm like, okay. what's what's the other team going to do? Well, how are they going to carve them up this time? And now the Bombers are on defense, and it's just as exciting. You know, and I'm watching Big Hill. That's where my eye goes. Uh, just love Big Hill. You know, he can bring the blitz. He takes guys down. He squares them up. And he plays safety, for goodness sakes. He plays DB. He can drop into coverage. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. He, I mean, you could argue that he's the Swiss Army knife or the or the American Army knife. in the <laughs> Right? The guy yeah. can do everything. So I think we're going to be just fine at linebacker. And we always talk about how underrated Kyrie Wilson is, right? He, he's an unbelievable player too. So hopefully his health is good and, and we're not going to have a problem there. Let's move from linebackers, Zach, to defensive backs. Now you've got the two corners. I always kind of like to do my hang loose two corners because you got two corners, you got two halfbacks, yeah. well, and then that leaves your safety uh, in the middle. That's your five. Now what's five? When it comes to changing your pocket, five's the nickel. Well, your sixth 
defensive end or defensive back is your dime backer or the strong side linebacker. Not a linebacker, though, as I pick up my depth chart off the ground. Um, Donald Rutledge Jr., number 38, new to the CFL this year. Time with, I believe, Denver. He spent time uh, with Indianapolis uh, in the National Football League. He went something like 800 and something days between his last actual game action and yeah. then playing in the preseason uh, here in Winnipeg against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, or, or pardon me, against the Edmonton Elks. Um, he is going to be the week one starter at the dime. He is a DB. He's a bigger body. What does that dime backer do? Well, you got to be able to turn and cover. You got to essentially play like a safety or like a halfback, pick up the running back out of the backfield, pick up uh, that extra receiver or that, that uh, running back that is a receiver. But you also have to step up and play the run and take on an offensive tackle or take on an offensive guard and a 300-pound offensive lineman. You have to be big and strong and physical enough to do that, but also be able to turn your hips and run 40 yards downfield and make an athletic play like, say, a Winston Rose would make or a Dietrich Nichols or, or a Brandon Alexander in that sense. Uh, so Donald Rutledge, the new dimeback, eyes on him on Friday night, uh, his CFL debut at Corners. Winston Rose and Taekwon Glass. Glass the last couple of years with the Edmonton Elks. Um, I'm seeing Winston Rose didn't make the CFL top 50 players. Uh, we're going to get to my ballot in a second. I had him pretty high on mine. Uh, but Rose and Glass are nice corners to have. Dietrich Nichols, yeah. Nick Taylor at halfback. And then week one, no Brandon Alexander at safety. That leaves Malcolm Thompson, an undrafted Canadian out of Wilfrid Laurier University, signed undrafted in 2019 by Calgary, dressed for two games, zero starts with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2021. He's getting his first CFL start week one at safety in the best defense that was uh, last season right here in Winnipeg. Well, and, and, and I was listening to someone the other day and, 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 and safety, it might have been even you, Darren. <laughs> But safety yep. is a spot where they often put a Canadian. Uh, you can hide a guy, if I may say, right? Uh, so I think we're okay there. It's interesting to me. I don't know if you can speak to this. He he beat out Nick Callen. Yeah. Which I think is not insignificant. Now, Hal's been here for a number of years, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Malcolm it? Thompson, he, he's battled through his injuries, right? Like Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun is a great piece uh, from yesterday uh, on the the real struggle that uh, Malcolm Thompson has battled through. But but you're right. Um, it, it says a lot when you can beat out a veteran and you're a guy right. that, uh, you know, has two dresses. And, and as many games he's played in the CFL, he has major knee injuries that he's recovered from uh, over the last two seasons, uh, you know, coming out of uh, undrafted out of U sports. That's, that's huge. Yeah. He's uh he, he lays the lumber and I, and I can't yeah. wait to see that. Right. If, if some, if he has to clean up a mess in the backfield, Darren, yeah, there's going to be a standing ovation. And someone on Twitter was saying, uh, Max Ellis is his name. And he was saying uh, he's in Toronto, but he's a big boo bomber fan. I don't know how that happened. He says, uh, what do fans chant at the home games? Is it go bombers go? Is it let's go bombers? I said it's let's go bombers, but it only comes out when there's a big play. And right. if, if you see Malcolm Thompson lay the lumber, uh, a week one starter, Canadian, 
I think we'll hear a let's go bombers. But Donald Rutledge is a guy that I'm going to be watching. Very, you talk about yeah. all the different sets of skills that you need to play that position successfully, especially with the hash, mark, hash marks changed. There's more space, Darren. What have you seen from Donald Rutledge in practice? What's your confidence in him, if, if I can ask you that? I'm honestly like a wait and see when it comes to these new guys. Like, you know, Dalton shown on offense, like he showed some good things uh, in the preseason. Donald Rutledge showed some good things in the preseason as well. That's why he won a job and why he won uh, a starting spot. We've talked about this on shows in the past, Zach. Losing Mercy Maston is a huge hit to the negative on this Blue Bombers team. He is amongst the best players in the CFL. He's just really injured his Achilles uh, in each of the last two Blue Bombers training camps. Like, that's heartbreaking. I sure hope we haven't seen the last of Mercy Maston. I, I don't believe we have. But losing him for the season, uh, if it is the season, Michael Shea would not speak specifically to that, but um, I, I do know um, uh, he had surgery to repair uh, that Achilles. Um, we're going to have to see if Donald Rutledge can carry his weight. Uh, it helps that you have like an unbelievable talented group around him. Uh, but Rutledge is in tough, you know, he, he was kind of looking at safety through training camp. They've always kind of seen him as that type, uh, you know, Brandon Alexander type, um, that can play safety that can play a uh, dime back. Now he's forced to play the dime. And, um, you know, last year, uh, it was, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, Johnson, not yeah, Josh Johnson. Josh he, Johnson. The first game he got injured, right, Darren? That's right, and he, and we haven't seen him again, and and now he's he's unsigned, presumably out of football. Um, yeah. but you know, uh, it was you know, uh, Alden Darby acquired via trade from the Toronto Argonauts, and and it, it sure turned out in the in the Blue Bombers' favor. Um, yeah. in. Uh, in that trade and, and, you know, becoming an all-star in 2021 is Rutledge going to be an all-star. I don't know, but if he can do his job and be assignment sharp and uh, uh, you know, grow as the season goes on, maybe he's another Dietrich Nichols type. Maybe he's another Deandre Alford type. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but eyes will be on 38 in the blue bombers defense. One of those uh, new starters. Uh, so with Malcolm Thompson winning the safety job and, and those four other DB spots locked down as expected with Tyquan Glass, Nick Taylor, Winston Rose, and Dietrich Nichols, the last thought I'll say on this, Zach, is I think Dietrich Nichols is the best DB the Blue Bombers have. Okay. Stoking the fire, Darren. Let's get it going here on Bonfire Sports. It's, uh, it's, I'm starting to get some, you know, some, some heat rash on me, but I can't step away, buddy. <laughs> the fire is hot. I, I love it. I think Nichols was unbelievable last year. Uh, he, the play he made in the 2021 Grey Cup with the, the seconds ticking away on that impressive march, I will say, by, by Masoli, the way he tipped that ball away at the last second he saved yep. the gray cup people don't talk about that enough that was one finger he got in there yep. unbelievable play and and if you know that's that's just one play there and we talk about consistency being so important i i agree i i have him on my fantasy team 
uh, I, I, I'm part of a couple fantasy teams. I've never done it before, and now I'm now I'm on the fantasy team. And today I was in a in a draft for the first time, and I and I picked me some Dietrich Nichols. People were going for the Bro Show, Delvin Bro, and Famous. Yep. I'm like, Darren Bombing tells me Dietrich Nichols is going to be an absolute stud. So I'm going with that guy. Last thing I'll say about Rutledge is 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 you got to be assignment sharp when you're the Sam. And if you've got Big Hill beside, you've got Nick Taylor and Taekwon Glass, who are veterans. You know, if he if he if he's the least bit hesitant, all he's got to do is look over those guys. Big Hill knows everybody's position of the defense. He'll yep. you know he'll be chirping at Rutledge what to do. So we'll see. I, I'm excited about that defense, that dark side defense, baby. Yes, that's right. Uh, love everybody who's joining us uh, live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. If you're on Facebook and YouTube, you can get into the live chat. Uh, Comet, uh, Daryl, Hadley, Sandy, everybody uh, who's there. Yes, Comet. I do think Dietrich Nichols is better than Winston Rose. Like, and they're like, come on. It's like they're this close, right? Um, that is a lockdown side of the field. Uh, for the Blue Bombers uh, on the boundary and, and where most of that action happens. Um, but keep everybody in the live chat. Love it. Uh, I like Hadley's comment here. Uh, Thompson reminds uh, him of Brandon Alexander with that that physical level uh, that he brings. Um, comment also mentioned that Taylor Loeffler was a guy that kind of came in a little bit unheralded. Here's yeah. the thing. If, if unheralded with a grain of salt, like he fell in the draft to the third round to the blue bombers because of injury history. If yeah. you saw him in U sports and I remember being on the field at IG field when Taylor Loeffler and the UBC Thunderbirds went up against the university of Manitoba Bisons and there was a thousand combined yards of offense. It was a <laughs> wild game. And I think it ended up being like 51 49 final score, something along those lines. Loeffler, like, don't let the score fool you. It was just one of those, you know, shoot them up games. Uh, but Taylor Loeffler, every time I saw him play, and I watched a, a fair amount of Bison games that year, and, um, you know, I, I was doing the play-by-play -play for the Bisons through those seasons, um, he was a menace yeah. on that defense. And I knew he somebody was going to get a beauty with Taylor Loeffler, but the situation was as many expected it to roll out. I remember some people telling me, you know, Taylor Loeffler is, is a 25-year-old in a 45-year-old's body. Uh, yeah. It was beat up. It was worn down. Uh, he had, I think he had surgery one time. He had like a cadaver tendon in one of his knees. Like yeah. he was really Frankenstein stitched together. And all respect to Taylor Loeffler. I know a lot of people uh, in amateur sport or in pro sport that do everything they can to get healthy for the game. Passion drives them to continue to play. Uh, all credit to Taylor Loeffler. He wasn't just good here in Winnipeg. He was, uh, you know, great here in Winnipeg, great in Montreal, an excellent uh, two-short career uh, in professional football. Uh, he played it from head to toe. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's my little bit on, on Taylor Loeffler. Uh, he was always so much fun to watch wearing number 16 patrol in the back end of that blue bombers defense. So that pretty much does it for our, our breakdown, Zach, uh, everybody get over to bonfiresports.ca, hit the news section, uh, and you can uh, find my latest, uh, depth well, chart. Forgive me. I still have Nick Hallett above, uh, Malcolm Thompson at safety. It is going to be Thompson on Friday night. Well, I, I will say one thing about, about Legio. 
because Legio was. Oh, we didn't talk kickers. Well, yeah, we you're right. All three duties, right? I mean, we'll we see. Know. We'll see. Well, what do you mean we'll see? Right now, they set their practice roster, right? And uh, Ali Mortada is on the practice roster, and um, Mark Legio is on the active. That doesn't mean that's how it's going to be for Friday night. They will reset their injured list, their practice roster, and their active roster. That'll come out Thursday morning, very likely in the morning. Um, keep it locked to my Twitter account for details as that, that all kind of comes out and, and the moves Winnipeg makes. That doesn't mean anything right now, though. They can make those changes. Uh, Mike O'Shea said yesterday and again today, we'll see. We'll see, you know, they don't have to set their roster yet. We're going to hear Mike O'Shea say that a lot, uh, as he has through, you know, six plus seasons here in Winnipeg. We will see. Um, but I, I'm not just handing it all, uh, you know, to Mark Leggio. I think Ali Mortada is still very much in the mix. I don't see him like losing out on one of those kicking jobs uh, to Mark Leggio as of yet. It could simply be a practice roster uh, move or a paper move to protect both of these guys from being scooped up uh, by an opposing team. Mark Leggio is a Canadian. A lot easier to plug a Canadian into your lineup uh, and, and grab him off a practice roster and, and um, you know, uh, plug him into your lineup um, than, uh, you know, um, uh, an American like Ali Mortada. That does well, remind me, and if I can tangent, yeah, these practice roster spots offered to guys, we, we got to touch on Kyle Borsa, but go ahead on the kickers. Well, I just wanted to ask you, you know, uh, I always get confused on the details of the practice roster because if Ali Mortada is on the practice roster, can he not be picked up at any time yep. now by any team? Yep, so you're saying they, it's, it's just easier to protect. They want to protect the Canadian. They want to protect Legio. Right. Younger, I, I think maybe you think he has a brighter future, which I did, wouldn't disagree with. But listen, Darren, if they're willing to, to, to put him on the practice roster, that must mean something. And then at the same time, I'm like, who's going to pick him up? So maybe it's just a... Well, Edmonton. Edmonton's looking for a kicker right now. Uh, or, or sorry, Edmonton is looking for a punter. So there you go. If you put Mark Leggio on the practice roster, Edmonton could grab him. Now, keep in mind, you can attempt to snag a player off another team's practice roster. You have to dress them active roster that week. So he would have to play right away and, and right. take someone's spot uh, you know, uh, on another team. Also, the player can say, no, thank you. I'm happy where I'm at and, and just turn it down. That's also a, a possibility. Comet wants to, to talk about Borsa. So do I. Um, bit of a surprise. How surprised were you that, that Cal Borsa, the Canadian running back and Blue Bombers draft pick from 2021, um, didn't make the team? I was pretty surprised, Darren. I thought at least he'd be on the PR because you're talking about, uh, what was his name? Uh, Clements as being, you know, the future of the middle linebacker position, you know, those GMs and, and the scouts and, and that, that, that team of, of uh, management up top, right. They're always looking two, three, four years down the line. So I thought at the very least you have this history, you have this lineage of Canadian running backs. Borsa showed a little bit of burst in the preseason. I thought, okay, I think they're gonna they're gonna groom him for later. You you always have to be prepared when you're Kyle Walters, when you're Danny McManus, when you're Ted Gabaya, right? Your job so, never ends. Yeah. Right? You know, they're yeah. always thinking way ahead. So I, I I was a bit surprised. 
again, it comes down to, do we trust those guys up in the front office? Absolutely. Did Borsa not want to accept a practice roster spot because he saw himself going to the Riders, for example? That yeah. was sort of a that was sort of a tinfoil hat theory that I had. He's a Saskatchewan boy. They have Jamal Morrow, who's their kick returner. Uh, they had a they had a I don't remember his name. They had another uh, runner in the preseason who who showed well. Batty maybe no, it wasn't Batty. That's Edmonton. Anyway, I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do you think he declined, or did he did he indicate that he he was going to look look elsewhere? Did the Bombers just outright cut him? My understanding is the ball, the Bombers like Kyle Borsa, but they're they're pretty deep at running back and, and deep at Canadians. So they very well may have offered Kyle Borsa a practice roster spot. Borsa feels like I'm sure every player in professional football feels, or even amateur football. You know, like I talk to guys in the Winnipeg Rifles and they're like, they're like, I want to play. I want to play. I'm ready to play. Let's go. Um, you know, it very well again, we don't we don't know for sure. At least I, I I don't have any hard information on this, but they could have offered Cal Borsa a practice roster spot and he could have declined it. Right now he is free because he's not on a practice roster and not on an active roster to sign anywhere in the CFL. There are a handful of teams, and by a handful I mean like two, maybe three tops um, that are, are really employing uh, Canadian running backs, um, you know, Maybe Saskatchewan. They have Keenan LaFrance there, the Winnipeg native, former Winnipeg rifle. Shout outs, right? Uh, shout out uh, to to the team close to my heart, rifle up. Um, and uh, Andrew Harris in Toronto. You know yeah. they might want a, a Canadian there backup or contingency plan there. Um, yeah. But all the power to a guy. If, if you don't make a team and you don't want to make, uh, you know, the seven hundred fifty thousand, twelve hundred dollars, whatever it is, on a practice roster, uh, you want an opportunity to play. And you want to take that up, you know, that chance on yourself. Good on you. Good on Kyle Borsa. Um, again, we don't know uh, that that's the case, but but good on him to uh, um, yeah. you know keep keep going after it. Uh, I, I my understanding is he loves playing football, so uh, yeah. we probably haven't seen the last of Kyle Borsa. I hope not. You know, you hope for the best. You talk about Loeffler, that that career cut short. You don't know how long you have. So by God, go 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 try and start somewhere, right? You, you got to take the bull by the horns. And thanks to Booch27 in the chat, it, it's uh, Hickson is the running back from Saskatchewan who they have uh, battling it out with Jamal Morrow. So we, uh, we got to get to this top 50, Darren. We, we do. We got to get to our top 50. We've also got our guest. I see him waiting in our virtual green room right now. Okay. Uh, big smile on his face. Uh, so uh, we're going to get to him in just one second. But I do want to mention um, that uh, a huge, huge supporter uh, of Bonfire Sports and, and one of our first sponsors to sign on um, is Maroons Road Apparel. And they've got just some absolutely killer gear. I own a couple of the t-shirts. Uh, they are soft. They wash well. Uh, great gift for uh, Father's Day coming up very soon. So be sure to check them out. MaroonsRoadApparel.com. Uh, I will add, I don't have it in there right now, but I'll add their website to uh, the video description below. But like, check out some of these designs. I love this new one they've got on yeah. the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, that kind of old, uh, you know, early 20th century plane dropping the football bombs. 
uh, super cool. Um, you know, they've got a, a ton of uh, awesome stuff uh, and designs uh, on their website. The old stadium, uh, I've actually got this, uh, you know, uh, behind me as well. This, the old uh, Pac-Man stadium, uh, the old Canadiens uh, on Maroons Road, uh, obviously the namesake uh, of our friends over uh, at Maroons Road. They've got all types of cool stuff. Uh, the Fat Boy Burger, uh, yeah. Timothy Eaton, the Witch's Hut. Uh, I believe that's in Kildonan Park. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool one. They got hoodies now. There's the River Trail hoodie. Uh, so you can rep uh, your hometown, your favorite city uh, here in Winnipeg with Maroons Road Apparel. Tons of cool stuff. Toques, hoodies, t-shirts. They've even got prints. Uh, and you'll see it over my shoulder in a second. But they've got all of these different prints. Um, here is uh, the Winnipeg Arena uh, on Maroons Road. Uh, they frame up nice. Awesome gifts for uh, you know, people in your family, maybe you just want to get yourself something cool. Uh, check them out at, uh, maroonsroadapparel.com. Uh, and we'll have some, uh, links to, uh, their stuff in our social media, uh, here on bonfire sports as well. But big thanks to, uh, Heather and Sid, uh, and their beautiful growing family, um, uh, local, uh, couple as well. So, uh, good to support local and, uh, Get your father something cool for Father's Day, or you know, you can get yourself some fresh threads for the summer as well. Yes, Zach, you are the resident uh big daddy on uh, Bonfire Sports. They used to call my dad, and I have taken on that uh, mantle, and I do want that plain shirt. That rocks, my man. And Gregory Liverpool, if we can show that in the chat. Mm -hmm. He's saying that's the same plane they use on the animation for the CFL on TSN. I love Gregory. Oh, okay. The details. Uh, so that, I don't know, is it a biplane? I don't know what kind of plane it is, but I want that. I want a stylish shirt that isn't from the bomber store that my wife yep. will like, but that is actually a bomber's related shirt. My God, it's a no-brainer. I'm getting that shirt. <laughs> you're jumping on maroonsroadapparel.com right after the show and every, really everybody should uh our guest is no longer in the green room uh oh is he there oh i see a shadow oh he's back do you want to bring our guest in we get him on now darren we did say Absolutely. Around and then we can do the top 50 after then we'll get into the top 50 okay, okay. well here he is welcome oh, to the program hey guys how you doing we are Good. doing well, and we're doing even better now, my friend. The, the mayor of Section 141, along with his <laughs> better half, Bomber Vixen. We still don't know her real hair color, Bomber Reaper, but that doesn't matter. You are you are a gem. You're one in a million, and uh, thank you so much for being our first guest, my bad. Well, this, this is a, a great deal for me. Now, uh, I just got to, you know, preface a few things. I'm the self-proclaimed mayor of Section 141. I've never been <laughs> voted in, but I am the self-proclaimed uh, mayor. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you you joining us. You know, uh, Reaper, when, when Zach and I kind of were brainstorming the concept for this show, him and I agreed to, like, make the blue bombers fan base feel like they're part of the show with the live chat and, and all those sorts of things. And then bringing on outstanding individuals like yourself, I think is really important, um, you know, to, to just get the word out on the good things 
uh, people in our community are doing. And yeah, you know, everybody likes putting on their colors and going to the games or watching on TSN or, or you know, following along on Bonfire Sports or, or wherever it might be throughout the week. Uh, but there's more to it than that. It's community building, it's support and camaraderie and friendship uh, and everything, you know, you and I haven't had a chance to, to really meet before. So my pleasure no. to meet you, Reaper. Well, um, it's great to meet you. Yeah, but, uh, you know, uh, Zach has, has spoken so highly of you and, and, and you know, some of the, the great things that you've done, um, you know, here here in Winnipeg in our community. Yeah, um, I uh, I just feel that uh, this is the only way the CFL is going to grow. Uh, we need we need more faces. We need more things out there. We just need to push it in their face. Everybody says, Oh, we can't match the NFL. We can't match the NFL. I, I call bogus on that. The more and more people get out there, the more and more people get out there. And the more we say, Hey, this is how great this game really is. And it's just, it's more than a game uh, to me, to all the fans that I've ran into, this is a, a, a as much as we all got our teams, bombers are the best, sorry. But as much as we've got our teams, um, you know, we're all one big family. And that's what I love about the whole thing. Well, and, you, and you've talked about specifically not only being a family, but you, I think, and Vixen do an exceptional job of welcoming the young fans at IG Field. Uh, if I can call you Michael. I don't know. Because some of you, Sandy knows you're Michael. You were on my podcast. You were one of my first because I had to get you. But talk a little yeah. bit about that, how, what you and Vixen do to welcome the young fans into IG Field and why maybe that's so important to the CFL and the Bombers. Well, we all know we, we all know we have to bridge that generation gap that's happening right now. And Lisa, Vixen, and I – we've made it our mission to make sure that we can be part of that solution and part of that effort is to be able to go out and and even to give out to give out little gifts to kids that come into the game uh it, it, it'll let them go home with something that they can remember other than just the game yeah and and we need to grow that fan base because it is a bums and seats league and I know I could say personally, you know, when my daughter came to the Banjo Bowl, it was first ever game. One of the selling points was, well, I hate to say it, Reaper, you were up there, but she was a little scared of that gold mask. It oh, was yeah. Vixen, and getting a picture with Bomber Vixen and that amazing blue hair and, and bodysuit, she, she loved it. But I see you guys giving out uh, little uh, trinkets to, to kids and it's so great. What is the bomb before we get into, you know, cause we do have to do a bit of a teaser for fans here before we let you go. But what for you, what is, what does the family of the bombers mean to you? And, and who are some of the great people that you've met? Oh goodness. Uh, I've met so many people. Uh, what it means to me, uh, it, it gives me a, uh, a, a sense of uh, of wanting to want to help. It gives me an urgency. It gives me the drive uh, uh, of everything I want to do. Um, I, I, as everybody sees me on Twitter and things like that, um, I'm not just uh, I'm not just there once a week. I, I I'm there every day. Uh, I'm there every month. I'm there on the off season. I do my best to get as much as I can time in there. Um, but 
this this mission that Lisa and I have gone on has got a little bit bigger than what we expected, which is great. But uh, we just want to get more people involved in it. You do, and and I and I was telling Darren before if there's anybody, even not just the bombers, but even the CFL family that's yeah. struggling with anything, whether it's an illness, a loss, mental health, addictions. You and Lisa are the first ones on there. And that's something that I absolutely love about you and your Twitter handle and, and Lisa's is you are the first ones that are going to be there. And sometimes people think, oh, you know, Twitter is all doom and gloom and doom scrolling. But what you guys do for people is, is, is marvelous. And I think that's such a beautiful part of being in the Bomber family. And I, I'm proud to know you. So Darren's thrown up this CFL Strong, which is a new page that Reaper, by the way, Reaper, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous of you. Every day you're thanking like 15, 20, 30 people for following you. Like, you follow me too. I mean, my goodness, I, the, the following that you, you must have over, I know you don't count because you're a modest man, but you've got over what, 2,000 2, followers on Twitter and now you've got this new page, CFL Strong. I love this yeah. new page, man. Yeah, this new page is uh, just, we just, uh, as everybody knows, just launched this last week. Uh, I just felt this is something that needed to happen uh, through everything that we've seen on my account and on Vixen's account and things like that. And what we get to see interactions with fans through Twitter, this is something that was missing. So this is something that uh, people can go to. Uh, it, there's no there's no judgment there's no anything it's there to help hopefully help lift you up a little bit and if you need some lifting up there's people there that will help lift you up um uh yeah i i don't uh, it, i've got a little bit of a funny story i just told vixen this just before i came online here um like you said, I, 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 I thank everybody that comes out and, um, and, and follows me. Uh, well, I was on CFL Strong doing some work, and I noticed uh, I wasn't following Bomber Reaper. So uh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought, well, I You're guess so I better follow him. So, so I followed him, and if anybody scrolls through some of my tweets, you'll see that I thank CFL Strong for following me. So, anyways. <laughs> That's great. No, that's great. <laughs> so, so before we let you go, Reaper, we got to get you back on. You, you, I mean, awesome of you to be our very first guest, and yeah, and so fitting that it's you, buddy. I, I just think there's nobody uh, uh, who better represents the CFL fans. I know Donnie oh. sees there but I, I tell you, I, I, I'm thank you so much for having me on. I'm humbled beyond no beyond you can ever imagine uh there's so many great fans out there i'm just one fan and uh i i am nothing special i just do what i do and uh to be able to come on here and talk about a few things that's that's uh like living the highlight for me well and we're living the highlight with you i can't wait to see you on friday buddy so so everybody's dying to know my friend we know reaper 1.0 he's on He's on social media. Heck, he's on TV every week. Yeah. The gold dollar store mask. Those, yeah. <laughs> those 
what? Can you give us just a little bit of a tease of who Reaper? I can, is? I can give you a, a I can give you a little bit of tease. I'm going to apologize to everybody because the camera is going to get real shaky while I'll do this. Uh, it's not much of a tease, but uh, this this is the first time that anybody has seen any of this other than Vixen and I. Uh, Ooh, exclusive. So this will be a, this this will be right. exciting. Uh, uh, like you said, uh, Reaper, the original Reaper, he's retired now, thank goodness. He's got a little old anyway. So, <laughs> so anyways, here we go. I'm going to give everybody a You tell me if you can see it, and we'll go from there. Here, we'll see if I can do this. We'll put it. There we go. Oh, looking at hang on. Ooh. I'm going to get rid of the overlay for a second. Okay. See a little something. Oh, wow. Those are some shiny eyes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, still a gold, gold. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's still got to be gold. It's got to be gold, no matter what. Like, let's let's be honest. They can't go away from that. Um, but uh, yeah, Friday will be the big reveal. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to put it out during the day or if I'm just going to wear it to the game. Uh, but hopefully, everybody uh, gets a, gets to have a fun, laughing at it, and having a good time with it. And uh, that's all I care about. Well, no, your, your passion, uh, your dedication and like the way you want to like make the football family here in Canada, here in Manitoba and in Winnipeg more than just a Thursday night at the ballpark or a Friday night, uh, you know, sitting on your couch, watching the game, uh, with your friends and family. Uh, I, I commend you for that. Thanks well, for joining. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, we really want to promote and 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 uh expose some of these great stories and uh individuals uh like yourself like bomber vixen uh joining yeah. you and uh i look forward to meet you guys in person now that yeah. all of this pandemic stuff is behind us so uh, i yeah. might have to track you down on friday night hey if you can find me you know what well, you know where to find me front row yeah. 141 that's where yeah. i'll be <laughs> on your jersey if people don't know and, that's uh, right uh, yeah. if you can't find me uh you're lost so uh, can't wait to see uh, the Michael and, and Bomber Reaper 2.0. That mask looks pretty exciting. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. We love you. And uh, you're one of the reasons why this, this fan base is the best in the CFL, hands down, my friend. So thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I don't know how good my color is, but I'd be blushing if it's showing. But anyways, <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys are doing an awesome job. I'm so happy everything's gone so great for you guys. Both of you are doing awesome jobs. And uh, hopefully see you Friday night. Okay, my friend. You got it. Thanks, Reaper. Appreciate you, man. Hey, everybody. Oh, man. That was awesome. First first uh, guest on Bonfire Midweek, uh, Reaper 2.0. The the, sorry, Darren, but the guy is a salesman. Like, I was expecting a little <laughs> yeah. more of a tease. I don't know about you. I... I I didn't see as much as I wanted, and now yeah, like I saw, like you know, like he's the skull. I saw, I saw a little something here and some. I think it's just almost like, you know, like your your favorite superhero. Like I'm not big on the superhero movies, but like you know when your superhero like comes back and he's yeah. got like you know the cooler outfit, but it's still all that same trademark st stuff. That's yeah. what I have a feeling Reaper's gonna be like, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see for for Friday oh, night. Killing me, man! I can't wait till Friday now. My God! But anyway, so awesome Friday stuff. Friday night, uh, we're gonna see. Well, Thursday night the CFL kicks off, right? And uh, 
Friday night here in Winnipeg, an opportunity to see a lot of players that are on that CFL top 50 list uh, TSN just released tonight. They went from 50 to one. And I've had the pleasure of being a voter again this year. We get a ballot of 40. So I don't have a top 50. I have a top 40. And uh, I'm going to do it in the reverse reverse order, which would be the regular order. And I'm going to go from one to 40 uh, with you guys here. So uh, Zach here, I'm going to pull up my list. Th there were some guidelines as far as who to, uh, or, or you know, how many linebackers, how many defensive backs, how many receivers, how many quarterbacks, the rest. I have Zach Kolaris at number one. I don't think that takes anybody by surprise. I got Big Hill and Simone at two, three. And I gave the tip to Big Hill like I did on my uh, MOP and, and most outstanding defensive player ballot last year. I'm giving it to Big Hill, part of a more deadly defense. It's real close between those two. I got Willie Jefferson, who I believe made number two on the CFL top 50 list. I've got him at number four. And then just to, to round things out, I got Derek Moncrief, uh, the outstanding dime backer and versatile player um, for Saskatchewan uh, at five. Jagira Davis, who was just lights out uh, in the playoffs last year at defensive end at six. Stanley Bryant, the man, the myth uh, at number seven. I've got receiver Duke Williams at eight. Hamilton Tiger Cats cover man Jamal Roll at nine. He wow. is that good. Uh, I don't think people talk enough about him. I felt it important to put him very high on my list. And then I got Sean Oakman, uh, former uh, NFL draft pick at number 10. Yes, I do have him ahead of Jackson Jeffcoat at 11. What do you think of my top 10? You know, I know. <laughs> Let's hear it. I know I'm going to get it from a lot of people with this list, and that's okay. When I see Duke Williams up there at eight, I just have like just a little bit of a, I don't know, a sick feeling. Get that guy in that stinky eye poke out of there. He's a phenomenal receiver, though. I can't, I can't argue with that. The, the, the Jamal Roll one is interesting. I got to be honest. I, I'm a pretty a pretty big CFL diehard, although I focus on the Flowers, of course. We did our um, – I we haven't come up with a team name for me and my uh, fantasy league here, but we uh, it was a draft. Nobody mm -hmm. picked Jamal Roll. So really? Talk a little bit about Jamal Roll because wow. that's a name I first heard, and I know that Ticat defense is, is phenomenal, but tell us about Jamal Roll. He is big. He is rangy. He can run. He's got great ball skills. He really is a complete package. Uh, I learned a lot more about Jamal Roll at the Grey Cup uh, last year in Hamilton. Um, he's just a phenomenal football player. There is, okay, so, so I'll mention this, Zach. I have, I, I felt it important to highlight players in my top 40 that maybe other people are looking past. There are people, there are players that deserve to be on this list that are not on it. Uh, but I felt it important to maybe put some players higher on that list that others may overlook uh, sure. and to highlight a position group that doesn't, in my opinion, get enough recognition in the CFL today. The defensive linemen get sacks. The yeah. linebackers get tackles. The DBs you don't hear about, 
yeah. are the ones playing the best on the field because quarterbacks aren't throwing their way. Yeah. Receptions aren't happening on them and their tackle numbers are low because offenses are going away from them. So Derek Moncrief at five, uh, Jamal Roll uh, at nine. Those are guys I feel more people in the CFL need to know about. Uh, moving on, I got Jackson Jeffcoat at 11. He could have easily been in my top 10, top yes. five quite possibly. Uh, I've been singing Jackson Jeffcoat's praises for years. When he was brand new to the Blue Bombers, I said, Walby. Look out for 94. Not only is his dad an absolute demon and, and Super Bowl yeah. champion uh, with over a decade of experience in the NFL, Jackson Jeffcoat's the real deal. And boy, did we ever see that in 2021. We're going to see more of it in 2022. For my dollar, Zach, Brian Burnham yeah. is like maybe the first receiver I would want on my team. I got Duke Williams ahead of him, but I got Brian Burnham at number 12 because you can put him out wide. You can put him inside. He makes acrobatic catches. His hands are like absolute glue. Brian yeah. Burnham is, is one of my favorite players uh, to watch. BC is going to be dangerous with him uh, and Lucky Whitehead. I've got special teamer Mike Miller at 13. Why? Because nobody is going to put a special teamer in their top 20. I am to offset those that don't. Mike Miller is a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer, no doubt, first ballot. He's in record holder for the most special teams tackles. There is a reason, and forgive me, Mike, for exposing this, but we don't talk enough about what these guys are paid in the CFL. We know what the quarterbacks make. We know what, what Kenny Lawler's making and some of those big free agents. If a special teamer is making six figures in the CFL, you have to ask why. And he continues to be that guy year in and year out. He is a coach on the field. He is a demon when it comes to uh, the ball being kicked off and, and uh, under the lights, uh, you know, uh, on any given Friday. Uh, I have Mike Miller at number 13. AC Leonard. Darren, can I just interject? I love that. You know, people might not agree with all of your picks, but the, the thought behind putting some unsung heroes who we don't usually talk about, like a Jamal Roll, whether it's the Bombers or not, or a Mike Miller. Well, there's going to be non-Bombers, right? I, I'm not a Bombers fan. I am a CFL reporter. I to believe that someone can't be a, a Bomber fan, but I, I get it. I grew it. up a Bombers fan. I grew up I a Bombers fan. I know, fan, you've moved on. But, but to put unsung heroes like that, and don't forget, Mike Miller plays on offense. There, Every game you see him uh, get a screen pass when the team isn't expecting it, Sometimes yep. he even runs the ball. Uh, he could catch in big second down conversion plays. So Brian Burnham, though, my God, that guy is that guy is magic. He is uncoverable. Some of the catches he's made, I'd put him right up there with, with Duke Williams. Now, the person yep. I don't see, which is interesting, is Kenny Lawler. Now, is that is that because he has only been a shining star for, for about a year, but those guys have some some years behind them? Yeah, th there's, you know, a lot go, go into it, right? Uh, you know, Kenny Lawler, we're going to get to him in a second, but you know, Brian Burnham, uh, Duke William, like maybe the quarterbacking isn't there. Does that make you less of a player because your numbers aren't as high because you don't have the MOP throwing you the football? I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, I, I think, you know, these guys have to be judged on merit, uh, as much as numbers performance, 
Um, and you know, it does come down to subjectivity, right? You, we can't be fully objective in everything. Um, I, I'm just a huge fan of Brian Burnham. Uh, Duke Williams can, you know, he's just a guy that is very tough to guard. Um, yeah. you know, I, I take him on a 50, 50 ball, uh, almost over anyone, uh, any day. I got AC Leonard, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive end uh, at number 14, standoffish with the media. That's why you don't hear from him too much. Did not really talk to the media at all last season. Take that for what it's worth on the field. He is a superb defensive end, a dangerous player that opposing offenses have to account for. Chris Van Zyl, the 2019 CFL most outstanding offensive lineman, taking away Stanley Bryant's potential repeat that was then uh stanley got him back in 21 though uh van zal a canadian offensive tackle just one of the best players in the cfl and has been for a long time a lot of people say running backs are a dime a dozen and it's offensive system and it's uh you know the who's blocking for them and then who they're playing against i still would take william Stanback on my team any day he became the best running back in the cfl for my money in 2021, I've got him at 16. And then I got his teammate, Gino Lewis, um, the receiver for the Montreal Alouettes at 17. Linebacker went to McManus at 18. I got another dime back safety DB slash linebacker. And in Dexter McCoyle's case, he can play like traditional linebacker. Um, Back from the NFL, he is yeah. just an extremely athletic, versatile, dangerous player to play against. I've got him at 19. And there's your guy, leading receiver in 2021, Kenny Lawler. I've got him at number 20. Looks good. I mean, Winton McManus is a stud uh, linebacker. Gino Lewis was uncoverable at times last year. William Stanback, he was right up there in the M MOP conversation. Well, there. Yeah. And, 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 and don't forget, he... He came, uh, we had already locked up first place after we blew out BC 45 nothing, But but Stanback and those uh, those Alouettes came into town, and it was a close game. I think a lot of the reason was Stanback had a big game against those the, that dark side defense and, and Biggie and, and friends. If you can run the ball on the 2021 Blue Bomber dark side defense with 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 Stove in there, with Biggie, yep. with with Kyrie Wilson, uh, with Alton Darby, that says something. That, that guy is an absolute monster. So I think he deserves to be up there in the top twenty. Some people probably even had him higher. Dexter McCoyle's mm -hmm. a guy that Chris Jones. It was like his first phone call yep. when he came back to the CFL. You can put so, him. You can put him anywhere. You can put him at safety. You can probably put him at corner. He can play yeah. weak side or middle in a pinch. He's your dime back on on any team. Um, He's he's really good. Uh, I had to have him in my top twenty. This is fun, man. Like you, we don't usually get to get inside the head of a guy who actually picks the top forty. I didn't even know it was a top forty. So this is uh, it's fun to, to to hear your sort of uh, thinking process here, Darren. So I I've always been open with my all star ballots uh, and and MOP ballots. Uh, if you're not on Twitter. I understand, you know, it's not for everybody, but you can still see things on Twitter very easily. You just go to twitter.com slash whoever's account. Uh, in my case, Darren Bombing, just uh, that straightforward. Um, but you, you can still see those things. Um, and, you know, like my parents aren't on Twitter, but they still want to see the things I'm tweeting and, and links to, uh, you know, uh, videos or stories or, or whatever it might be. I just say go to twitter.com slash 
Darren bombing. You'll find all of that stuff there. So if you're not on Twitter, no worries. You have an internet browser. You go to tsn.ca. You go to uh, bonfiresports.ca. You're watching on YouTube or Facebook right now. Just type in twitter.com slash Darren bombing and, and you'll find all this stuff. Okay, let's get into uh, the, I the bottom. Thing, I, I, can't help it. I can't help it. Darren, I've held myself in so long today. I think AC Leonard doesn't talk to the media because you pissed them off. Me? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that joke simmer for those people in the chat. Uh, Mr. I can't pee AC Leonard. Just wanted to say that and I will shut up for a bit. Go on. <laughs> I'm picking up, I'm picking up what you're putting down and I'll leave it right there. Uh so at number 21, I got uh Luches Purifoy, uh very similar to a Dexter McCoyle. Plays safety, plays dime, can play DB, uh, traditional DB, half or corner uh, in a pinch, uh, and returns kicks. Uh, I've had somebody who watches uh, and knows the CFL as good as anybody, and I mean as anybody, tell me that Luches Purifoy may be the best natural athlete in the CFL today. I felt it important to have him uh, on my top 40. TJ Lee is... Somebody who has stabilized the BC Lions defensive backfield for a long, long time is perennial on my all-star ballots. He is locked down, plays halfback as good as anybody uh, in the league. Our old friend Marcus Sales, uh, you know, they've been moving Lee around. They've been moving Sales around to safety, to halfback. Uh, TJ Lee, uh, you know, uh, if you had an all-star team, he's one of the first names uh, that come to mind uh, when it it comes to the defensive and back. I believe he was voted BC's most outstanding defensive player in 2019. Yep. He's a decorated guy for sure. Dion Lacey, I've got at 23, another one of those big bodied, versatile uh, DB linebacker hybrid types. And here's our old pal, Andrew Harris. I've got him at number 24. Uh, injuries and his ability to, to, his inability to stay on the field uh, as consistently as he had in years past. Did knock him down my list. Uh, if it's a game day and you got to pick a running back to help you win that day, I don't know if I would put anybody above Andrew Harris. I would take William Stanback on the season. Uh, but uh, Andrew Harris, uh, you know, if you need three yards in a cloud of dust, if you need a guy to break a tackle. If you need a guy to uh, yeah. get your huddle or your locker room fired up, nobody better than 33 and a future Hall of Famer. You got to have Andrew Harris on there. And, and you know, people, people have this recency bias in psychology. I won't go too much into that, Darren, but it's, you know, what did we last see? We saw the messy divorce. We saw the petulance. We saw the, the, the only the 80 combined yards in the great cup, you know, uh, wasn't, you know, mind you, you don't want to take away from that Hamilton defensive front, but don't forget the 2021 West final on that bitterly cold day that the Bombers basically tried to give away to the Riders with six turnovers. Andrew Harris took that team on his back and won that game. He he is an, he is going to have a chip on his shoulder the size of Garbage Hill. <laughs> you watch out if he's healthy and that offensive line in Toronto is, is better than last year. Last year they were middling uh, with the run game. You've got Dinwiddie, who's a great coach. I see Harris getting more balls, uh, catching more balls out of the backfield. He he's uh, always been a workhorse, right? Like they're going to use uh, him. They're they're paying him big, big money. You know, they're, they're going to use him 
uh, in Toronto. Uh, somebody mentioning here, Booch27, who's uh, watching live on YouTube and in the live chat. Is it true Andrew Harris is hurt right now out the first few games? I haven't heard anything uh, on that. This is what's true, though, uh, is where Andrew Harris is in his career, don't wear him out in the summer. Yeah. Have him healthy and, and ready to carry your team on the ground and, and in the pass game um you know when you need them in the fall uh we're, we're gonna i i think if we have time zach we're, yeah. we're gonna get to uh, our east and west and how we kind of see things uh shaken out um here here's the like a lot of people chirping you know disrespectful andrew harris at 24 he's my number two tailback and again i felt it important to put players that are often overlooked or not talked about dbs linebackers guys that don't come up with the, the big big numbers because offenses are going away from them. I felt it important to kind of front load them on my top 50 ballot. Uh, Andrew Harris is widely recognized. He is going to get a lot of high votes. I'm not sure exactly where he ended up um, on the CFL's uh, CFL on TSN final top 50 ballot, but that's why I've got him at 24. The best Bombers defensive back, uh, in my opinion, Dietrich Nichols, I've got him at 25. Second year in the CFL, Zach, Big year for him to pop off the page and and, and continue uh, to grow. Uh, comment mentioning that uh, his comment about 24th for Andrew Harris insulting has it in jest. I, I can take it, uh, comment, but uh, thanks for clarifying there. Um, yeah, and Don mentioning, you know, appreciate the reasoning. That's why I feel it's important to make, um, you know, all-star ballots uh, and and uh, MOP ballots and, and the top 50. It's great conversation. It's great fodder. And, um, you know, if, if you can't stand up, uh, if you can't argue for your, uh, uh, for your picks, um, you know, uh, maybe you should, uh, I've got, uh, Darnell Sankey at 26, Kamar Jordan, love Kamar Jordan. Um, yeah. whoever's throwing him the ball, whether it's a healthy Bo Levi or a Jake Mayer, uh, I just, man, he is so good. And, and to see him healthy after a real brush with career ending, uh, injury in 2018, great to see, uh, Kamar Jordan back. See, I told you I got Winston Rose and Dietrich Nichols this far apart. Uh, I've got, uh, Rose, the Bombers lockdown corner at 28. I got former blue bomber and BC lion electrifier, lucky whitehead at 29 and another veteran DB who's been in the league a long time, also a really good guy, uh, Aaron Grimes. I've got him at 30, Zach. Yep. yep. Uh, you can't argue with those. And, and Kamar Jordan is an absolute animal when he's he healthy. Is. He hasn't been healthy. I, I mean, when he's not torching us, I do hope he is healthy. It's important to have those big play receivers on every team. And he is certainly a guy that can put up 200 plus on you on a good day, especially if Bo Levi Mitchell's healthy, who I haven't seen, by the way, Darren. I haven't seen me some BLM there. Interesting. Oh, I think we lost you there, Darren. I did not mute myself after I had a little throat clear. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I've got Chris, Chris Edwards, the uh, dime backer uh, for the Toronto Argonauts. A bit of a controversial figure in Toronto in 2021, but uh, he was on my uh, East Division All-Star ballot, uh, a great DB in the CFL. I got our good pal, Jamarcus Hardrick, Mr. Energy, uh, and probably the best right tackle in the CFL today. Van Zyl, Stanley Bryant. Uh, I got Bryant at one, 
Van Zyl at two. I got Jamarcus Hardrick as my number three offensive lineman on my list. Uh, I've got tailback Kadeem Carey of the Calgary Stampeders uh, at number 33. Um, just a very, very good, solid player that, uh, you know, another year in the CFL, I think he's going to continue to uh, grow and develop uh, in his role. I got Stove, Steven Richardson at 34. Heartbreaking to see him go down uh, to injury in training camp. Um, but uh, I, no doubt we haven't seen the last of Steven Richardson. Um, Jake Wineke, I got Geno Lewis higher up on the list. Wineke was just a touchdown maven in touchdown 2021. Jake. Uh, got uh, Jake Wineke at 35. Sean McEwen, uh, a Canadian offensive lineman, and the only reason I feel Blue Bombers center Michael Couture wasn't on the media-voted all-star team. I got McEwen at 36. Uh, the Canadian Army Knife, Nick Dembski at 37. Uh, Devontae Dedman for his special teams play uh, in Ottawa. I have no doubt Paul Apolis is going to find a way to get him a role on offense uh, in Ottawa this year. We'll see him Friday night uh, here in Winnipeg. He's at 38. Brandon yeah. Revenberg wraps up uh, five offensive linemen on my ballot, which was a uh, uh, a minimum, uh, uh, you know, a requirement for our top 50 ballot. Uh, I've got him at 39. And then again, it's a top 50 list, but our ballots are top 40. We had to pick one kicker. I got Sergio Castillo of the Edmonton Elks, Grey Cup champion with the Blue Bombers at number 40. And you mentioned that you don't see Bo Levi Mitchell on there. You don't see Jeremiah Mazzoli. You don't see don't Dane see Evans. You don't see Jared. you don't see Vernon Adams. You don't see Cody Fajardo. I picked one quarterback on my top 50 ballot. And it was Zach Kolaris at number one. So take us, I, I know I, we're going up against it, buddy. You and me, we always do this. We keep <laughs> chopping wood. We keep chopping wood. Because we're having fun. We're talking ball. We are. But before we get to maybe a little bit of a season preview, Darren, take us behind that because because I mean you obviously had to choose one quarterback, but I'm I can't imagine there was anybody else who only had one. Interesting. Yeah. So people are always going to give the quarterbacks the shine, right? Yeah. And I get it. It's the most difficult, in my opinion, the most difficult single position to play in pro sports like individual sports yet yeah, like those are tough because you got no teammate there for you and in tennis for example you don't even have a coach um you know able able to to cheer you on that sort of thing they got to be away from the court uh but when it comes to team sports quarterback for my dollar far and away the most difficult position to play uh those athletes are no question the best players in the league and, and the best, uh, some of the best athletes on the field. Again, I felt it important to give more credit and more uh, recognition to players that are overlooked. People are going to pick quarterbacks all day. They're going to load their top three, their top five, their top 10, their top 20 with QBs. Good on you. That's fine. I got no issue with that. I put Zach Kolaris at number one. He's the runaway, in my opinion, CFL MOP in 2021. He comes in another year in Winnipeg, like 22, uh, with more weapons and different weapons around him. He's going to continue to produce. I think he's the best player in the CFL today. But what we see from Mazzoli, what we've seen from Bo Levi and, and all the other quarterbacks in the league, they're yeah. great players. But to me, I don't feel that they... Uh, 
are at that. We're not in that golden era of quarterbacking in the CFL. This isn't Matt Dunnigan and Damon Allen and, um, you know, Ricky Ray and, and uh, Anthony Calvillo and Kahari. Like this, that's not the current era of the CFL. It's just not. Is well, it coming? Is it coming again? I think it absolutely can. But right now it's not. I have one quarterback on my top 40 ballot. Uh, I'll take all the heat. Well, yeah, well, we're, we're already taking the heat in this, in this, uh, towering inferno of a bonfire. Uh, maybe I, I might be hitting those metaphors too much. We'll, we'll see what my mother <laughs> will dissect say. later. Mother-in-law yeah. watches very closely and gives me feedback folks. So don't worry. I'm on my P's and Q's. I mean, I think if it's okay, Darren, this segues perfectly into a season preview because yep. is that all right? Cause, cause you Absolutely. look at, talk about quarterbacks, buddy. I'm surprised you didn't pick more than one. But then as you're talking about it, it's like, am I surprised? Look at the teams. You have Nathan Rourke, who has promised, but he's shown absolutely nothing. We don't know what we're going to get from Nathan Rourke. Right. I think if he's even average, I think BC has a loaded, loaded roster of weapons. But you can't say that he's even close to the top 40. You've got Nick Arbuckle maybe starting. You think he's going to start, but it's Chris Jones. That that's a that's a program that they've that they've had to build from the ground up from the ashes of last year. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're getting from Bo Levi Mitchell. I'm just talking about quarterbacks in the West. Yeah, Jake Meyer is a is a great player. I think he has a good future, but no question. Bo Levi yep. Mitchell, I assume, is going to start. We don't know. He threw two picks in that preseason game. Look, and if if Bo's healthy. Yeah, he's a t- he's a top three player in the CFL. Absolutely, he is. So if he's healthy, not he how just out. just not how I did my ballot this year. No, no, That's I hear you. Yeah, I, I hear you. But but if if Calgary's healthy and he's healthy, watch out, Calgary. They always give Winnipeg fits. But then you look at Saskatchewan and Fajardo. You know, look at a meteoric rise out of nowhere in 2019. Last year, he kind of had that sophomore slump. I think teams have figured him out, and unless he can get that deep ball going with Duke Williams and Shaq Evans. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how good Saskatchewan is going to be, and especially with quarterback. I, I would be surprised if Pichardo has another tough year. I think <laughs> sign guy. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think Fajardo has a fragile psyche right now. You know he he he's taken things personally, which I get. It's easy to take things personally, but that's part of that's part of your skill set as a quarterback. You have to be resilient. Uh, and then you look at the East, the quarterbacks. I mean, Masoli, I think we're going to see Masoli on his revenge tour starting Friday night, Darren. The guy the guy is good, and if he's healthy, he's dynamic. He can run, he can pass, he can do it all. I think he could. He would have been on my top 40. But Dane Evans, I don't know. He's kind of like Fajardo. I don't know what you're going to get with Dane Evans. Vernon Adams, we see it on the chat here. He has well, won the job. He has won the job and will start week one for Montreal. But wildly inconsistent. Why has generally been. Yeah. If you look at fantasy, and I know we'll, we'll we'll do some more fantasy stuff next time now that we have our crack do or die uh uh fantasy league, which I love, yes. Derek. You got some great uptake. Uh VA has the, is the number one value if you go to DraftKings. It's VA okay. right up there. I don't know if that's because the amount he runs or just the point production. But VA is up there, but he's wildly inconsistent. And then who are we missing? Toronto, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. Again. Yeah, and you know, you know what? I'll, I'll pull up a comment here. 
sorry, sorry to interrupt jeff hamilton of the winnipeg free press and uh bonfire drop-in master uh says uh renee parrot has ranked ahead of mcleod bethel thompson on the cfl top 50 players which yes jeff it that is incredible um i didn't have either of those in my ballot but um i digress well speaking but but it's okay because you're talking about mbt anyway the law firm uh the guy has the potential to burn you he's got an incredible arm but he isn't consistent enough and keep in mind he was battling with nick arbuckle for a lot of the beginning of the of of last year in toronto so if you look at the quarterback landscape in the cfl Derek, it's kolaris and is everybody else and i don't know what we're going to get and if you look at a season preview in terms of bomber win totals it's hard to pick against them winning the West again. I think the West is weaker this year than it was last year. I think the East, we talked about this a little bit, our, uh, the East will come back to form. I think Ottawa's going to be good. I do think Lapo's a good coach. I don't know if he is head coach. That's always been the question with Lapo, and I wish him all the best, and I hope to see him next week. Is he head coach material? This is make or break uh, for Lapo, I think. You've got a new GM in Sean Burke. Uh, they loaded up with talent. They've got Nasoli. If they don't do well, I think Lapo fairly or unfairly wears some of that. So that, that would be my thought. And I just want to say one more thing on Zach Kolaris. I think we forget that Zach Kolaris is only 33 years old. Mm-hmm. And if he has an O-line like Winnipeg's, you think of guys like Henry Burris and Damon Allen who played into their early 40s. Zach Kolaris is 33 years old, Derek. Right. If he has an O-line that keeps him upright and, and play calling that's creative, that keeps the heat off of him, look out. If he's playing into his early 40s, I don't want to be you know hyper, hyperbolic here, but look out. The guy, the guy could have a few more rings to his name. No, I, I don't know how many championships this Blue Bombers team can win, but if players continue to want to come here and play and the guys want to stick around and take pay cuts to to keep the, the band together, uh, proverbially, um, you know, I, again, who do you see knocking off the Blue Bombers in the West Division this year? The sky's the limit for this franchise uh, right now, you know, Comet mentioning uh, seven more good years of, of Zach Kolaris. If he can get to 40, that would be great. Uh, I'm going to just pull this up here from Sports Interaction. And this is uh, the odds. Hang on. I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit. should be sponsoring us for all this, uh, for all this uh, stuff we're showing here. Well, I've been, uh, I've, I've been having conversations. We'll, we'll see what's <laughs> what. Just, don't, don't, give away, don't give away all the secrets now. Uh, but... As far as the West Division, the Blue Bombers uh, are the favorites. Uh, they pay two fifteen to win the West. That's probably good money right now. Um, Saskatchewan at three sixty five, Calgary three eighty five. This is what I find interesting: BC thirteen to one to win the West Division, and Edmonton fourteen to one. On paper, outside of quarterback, I would say Edmonton is probably a more talented team, mm-hmm. but it's a down to the studs rebuild in Edmonton. But what upgrade are you getting from a Nick Arbuckle to a Nathan Rourke? Like on paper, a lot of people would take Arbuckle over Rourke. 
Um, maybe a better receiving core in BC, but I, I wouldn't put anything past a, a Chris Jones defense yeah. and some of those guys that he's brought back. I just found that a little bit interesting, but no surprise the, the Blue Bombers favored uh, in the West. And then in the East, uh, the Ticats favored uh, at two and a half to one. Uh, Toronto at 270, Montreal 495, and then Ottawa at 685. I don't see Ottawa being that bad that they're, uh, you know, a nearly seven to one odd yeah. uh, underdog to, uh, to, to win the division. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, I think Toronto's going to win the division. I think Montreal is going to have an edge over Hamilton. I would never put my money on Hamilton to win the division. The words really? of Orlando, the words of Orlando Steinhauer just a couple weeks ago is we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. This is not the same Ticats team it has been in years past. Gone are Jagirid Davis. They've now got Micah Johnson. Things are going to be very different there. Uh, and and there's no more, oh, our quarterback's not playing well. We'll put in the next uh, you know all-star caliber quarterback and see how he does. Things are going to be different in Hamilton. I think Montreal is, is motivated to win now. Toronto, I think, is only going to be better I've got Toronto, Montreal, Hamilton in a, a dead heat, Ottawa right there. But I don't think Ottawa is going to be a you know a three win football team this year. I think they're going to be a lot better than that. Although our our friend Hammy, Mister Jeff Hamilton, uh, said they weren't going to make the playoffs. Who's that? Jeff o Hamilton. Ottawa, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's possible they won't make the playoffs. I have them fourth, yeah. in you know like kind of a power ranking of the East Division, but. I just don't think they're going to be atrocious. No, I think they could they push. I think they could push if, if you know, uh, Mazzoli and, and Lapo get some things going. Like last year, all they had was special teams. The defense stunk. The offense stunk. They couldn't find a quarterback. Uh, they, they couldn't find consistency on defense. One, who's it? Avery Williams? He had, a, yeah. like, he had like 4,000 tackles because that defense was on the field all the time. And the opposing team had the ball all the time. Um I digress on that, uh, my word of the day, but, um, uh, you know, I, I just think Ottawa is going to be a little bit better. Do I think, I think so. they're going to be a playoff team? No, I'm probably with Hammy there. I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs. Oh, Greg, Greg says they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Though. Greg, Greg I mean, thinks they'll make the playoffs. If Masoli's healthy, I think, I think he's dynamic. Uh, you've got Ryan Davis who played really well at receiver last year. You've got Deadman, that Deadman and Lewis Ward, you've got a great special team. So if you win two or three phases in football, you're going to win games. The question is, is that can they put it together? And, and that'll just be a wait and see. I I think the Bombers, I think the Bombers sweep the Red Blacks. You know, if we look at our, do we want to look at a, a win total here, Darren, before we start? Sure, to, uh, you, can, you can give me a win total. I don't know if I'll give a win total, but I'm curious what your win total is. You on the spot. Uh, I would say the Bombers sweep the Red Blacks back to back. I think they beat the Tiger Cats. We're at home June 24th. We go into Toronto. I'm going to say we're going to maybe lose that game. I think Toronto's really good. I think Harris is going to be fired up. We have trouble in Toronto the last few years, even though we've been the best team. So that gives us three and one. I think we beat the Lions. Until the Lions, Darren, can run the bloody ball, you can't win in the CFL when you don't run the ball. I'm sorry. And mm -hmm. you talked about how, you know, maybe running back isn't the most important position. Running the ball is important in the CFL. You've got three downs. If you don't run the, you saw last year what we did to BC. We we embarrassed them. There were you can just you can just run everybody at the quarterback if you don't run the ball. 
my favorite plays of the year in the regular season was was uh, Mr. Stove just completely ignoring the run on on a play action, knowing they weren't going to run the ball, and just mauling Michael Riley. So I I BC show me show me different. I don't I don't see them being very good unless they can run. Calgary, we have them at home. I think we beat them. I think we beat the Elks on the road. We go to Calgary, maybe we take the L because if be it, if Bill Levi is 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 a shade uh, like anything like he usually is, it's a tough place to play. I'm going to be at that game during July 30th. I hope they win, but I, I don't know. McMahon's a tough place, you know. Alouettes, maybe they have a hard time, but I, I don't think the Alouettes. Be, maybe they maybe the Alouettes take one of two. Calgary, you've got it home again. I think we win. I think we lose Labor Day because we always do, but we'll see. We beat them Banjo Bowl. Tiger Cats on the road, maybe we lose one there. I think we beat the Riders again. I'm into September 30th. And the Elks, I think, uh, maybe they'll take one of two. Uh, Chris Jones, he always has tricks up his sleeve. He always has a good defense, Derek. And then at yep. the end of the year, you finish with the Lions back-to-back. They could very well be out of the playoffs. We could be resting players. I don't know, but I – do I think the Bombers are going to be a 12 or 13 team, 13 win team? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. Maybe at the very, maybe, maybe at the very least, you know, football's football, maybe, maybe 11 at the least, but I see them, I see them as 13 and five. Well, I'll ask this. Does 10 wins win a division? If there's tons of parity in the league this year, and you know, like Winnipeg plays Saskatchewan a whole bunch of times, they they've got they've always got a heavy Calgary schedule. It's down to just two games uh, this season. Um, but like, if Saskatchewan and Calgary are both good, and they put up good fight against the Blue Bombers, like I'm not just going to crown Winnipeg the you know. Do, do I think they're the best team in the league? Yes, no question in my mind. But. I'm not just going to put a crown on their head and say, oh, you know, they're going to, they're going to go, um, you know, 15 and three this year. No, uh, I don't. Could, no. could they? Yeah, absolutely. Right. They could. But if Saskatchewan and Calgary are good, it's going to be tough for Winnipeg to get to that level. They're going to have to win some close games, let alone games against Toronto. Toronto gave the blue bombers headaches last season. They could easily do it again. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's a lot of places that are tough to play. Uh, and, and, you know, Montreal, Toronto, uh, Hamilton are, are all tough places to play. Um, yeah. You know, maybe Hamilton more than anything. And, you know, some of those guys just might have a, a sour taste in their mouth after two straight great cup losses uh, to the team on the other side in, in the blue and gold helmets. Um, but, you know, does 10 wins win the division? If Winnipeg can win the division with 10 wins, I'm happy because I, there's going to be a lot of parity in the league. We're going to see a lot of great football. We're if, Winnipeg, if Winnipeg can get to 13, 14 wins, I think that's great as well. Uh, th that's why I don't like to pick, you know, like a win total myself um, because 10 wins can win the division. Uh, yeah. 12 wins, 15 wins. You, you might even see a team, um, you know, win 16 games. Um, do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't. I just think, you know, parity across the league is, is much better uh, than it has been in, in years gone by. Look how close Winnipeg came to losing in the playoffs. Look how hard Winnipeg had to fight in 2019 to go from third in the West yeah. to a Grey Cup championship. Um, nothing is given. That's why Mike O'Shea always says, Last year doesn't matter. Last week doesn't matter. They try to go 1-0 every single week. That's the mentality you need. Yeah. But right? that's they have the mentality, and and you know what, 
I, I, I will put the caveat that if the kicking is below average, I don't see them winning 13 games in the CFL. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, if the parity's up there, uh, games are close. As Scott Rogers saying here in the chat, you can have injuries. You know, the injuries are the great equalizer. I think he said it brilliantly. Uh, yep. So, so, but hey, I'm still not used to riding into the season, Darren, as a Bomber fan, saying they're going to win 13. I, I feel like I have to throw some salt or something. But uh, let's go. Let, let's go Friday, buddy. It, it's now less than, uh, what, 72 hours away. That yeah. banner is going to drop. 30,000 mm-hmm. of your best friends, people that bleed blue and gold, your family members, as Reaper said, are going to be absolutely losing their minds. We're going to see Lapo <laughs> come back. I don't think there's going to be a tribute. I think Darvin Adams should get one. I think Lapo should get one. I don't think they're going to want to take the shine off the 2021 Great Cup campaign. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're going to have new guys that you're excited to see, like Rutledge and Thompson and, and Dalton Schoen. And Greg Elling said, I, I don't know about you. Well, you're not a Bombers fan. But as a Bombers fan, when Bob McGregor, the maestro, the PA announcer, announces those names coming out of the tunnel, man, that gives oh, me- I don't get. I still, I still feel the chills. Are you kidding oh, me? Chills, the chills. I get. I cannot wait. You know, uh, the it's Bombers- it's. Hey, look, look. If you're an objective observer from the press box at a sporting event, like you, you can't pretend that electricity in the building isn't real jets in the playoffs or or you know an overtime game uh bombers home opener friday night and a beautiful day at ig field the playoffs the gray cup like we objectively cover these games and, and these events and these teams and these individuals but we're not immune to the electricity and and the um, the energy and and all of that that goes into it. That's why I love my job. I get to talk football all day and hockey all winter. And you know, I look forward to summer every year because I know I can you know work fifty hours a week and and uh, uh, have a, have a blast doing it. Right? Um, it it Friday night is going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be a celebration. Uh, I live vicariously through individuals like you, Zach, and like Reaper, <laughs> Reaper who joined us. Um, you know, you and I we're, we're pretty much uh, uh, three for three now and running two hour streams. So uh, uh, maybe I'll give you an opportunity now if I can to to kind of uh, you know uh, leave it there and and uh, give you a final word. Well, well, I'll have to say, Mister Hammer, Mister Hammy, saying they are doing a tribute. So I think that's great. I think okay. it's well. Observed. We don't have time to go into it. I just, Lapo's a hero of mine. Uh, whether you think he's a head coach material or not, he's a guy that took his lumps in Winnipeg. He came back a third time and he won a well-deserved cup. I put it out on Twitter today. You know, what What are some of your favorite Lapo plays? Uh, I won't get into that, but, but check out that thread. It's fun because there's been some creative ones, Darren. And I think Darvin Adams was our number one for a long, long time. And the guy, I, I wish him nothing but the best. But but I will say this, you know, the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are back-to-back champs, right? They've won two in a row. We're going to see Bomber Reaper 2.0. And the beer or the beverages are going to flow, my friend. And I am absolutely, to use another bonfire metaphor, <laughs> 
stoked, stoked for Friday. You know, it, it's our happy place. We get to forget about things of the world. We get to enjoy our blue and gold. Win or lose, man, you get to see these guys put their bodies on the line. And we get to talk about it. And I get to listen to you and the legend, Chris Walby, talk about it. Hopefully Thursday, we'll see Friday. I mean, that yeah. Walby, he's like, he's like that, uh, he's like the Sasquatch. He's hard to pin down. <laughs> when you when you finally pin him down, Darren. He's like the Sasquatch, but he smells way better than Sasquatch. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> see, this is what happens when we go two hours live straight. But it, 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 it's tough. You know, everybody in the live chat, thanks for joining us. Uh, you fuel us uh, you know, through all of this. So thank you for that. Thank you for Reaper, uh, for joining us, looking forward, uh, to 2.0. Uh, and, and again, everybody for joining us live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, uh, and, uh, joining us, uh, in the live chat and everything else. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, Chris Walby, the one and only will join me, uh, Thursday afternoon for game day, Winnipeg. And then you get to pop in for the post game, uh, game day after dark. Uh, let me think. Yep. You're, you're all right. Very, very, very happy, giddy Zach. That 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 you see when the Bombers win, or be a little bit uh, demure, Zach. A little bit sad, but still be happy to talk football. I do want to. I do want to leave you with this. Uh, I'd like to know who you and Walby uh, on your pregame think is going to be in that Ring of Honor because I don't think we know. No. Uh, we do if we're Darren bombing and we're an insider. The other thing is that I want that I want to hear you guys talk about is how does Ottawa. If you're Ottawa going into that game and you see how important the Sam linebacker is and that it's a rookie, mm-hmm. what kind of scheme do you use to exploit maybe a Rutledge? Mm. What are you gonna see from is it gonna be William Powell catching out of the backfield? Because you know he can. He's a William very- Powell, William Powell has been ruled out. No, he's hurt. Yes, he is. Oh yeah. boy. So we're going to see a new running back and, and, you know, we're going to have all those details on, on yeah. game day, Winnipeg. You got to text me these questions, Zach, okay. hit up, hit up the phone number, 816-TIPS, 816-8477. Uh, you got a question or a comment, Zach, you or anybody out there, uh, hit up the hotline. Uh, I know I could hit up the hotline. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, you might have my other phone number too, so you can only hit up that one, but uh, we're, we're going to get to that on uh, game day, Winnipeg. But, but thanks again for every, to everybody for joining us. Uh, had a lot of fun. Bonfire, do or die, fantasy football league, prizes, shout outs, bragging rights, and more. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a ton of fun uh, with that on Bonfire Midweek throughout the season. Link is in the video description uh, below. You can find it on my Twitter page uh, and Bonfire Sports Twitter page as well at Bonfire Sports TV. But uh, yeah, Zach, we got to leave it there. Uh, two hours again, man. It's unbelievable how easy it is uh, to do these shows with you. Uh, thank you for joining me as always. Uh, my pleasure, buddy. It's always fun. And uh, get those lineups in before Friday, folks. You got to have the lineup in before game to, or before Thursday, actually. Sorry. You got to get them in before Thursday because uh, the game. I think it's game. before. Oh, well, if you want to, if you want to pick players on the Thursday game. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway. do it now. Do it right now. Do That's it, what you want to do. do. I'm going to, no, I'm not going to do it right now. My brain is fried. Love it. Thanks, folks. This was fun. Yep. We will see you uh, Thursday afternoon and Friday after the game. Uh, Thanks again for joining us on Bonfire Sports.